no money in poetry That's what sets a poet free I've had all the freedom I can stand You got your cold dog soup and rainbow pie All it takes to get me by Fool my belly till the day I die Cold dog soup and rainbow pie So, normally on this show, we pick songs that are, you know, written particularly well and performed by the person that wrote them. We don't do a lot of, a lot of outsourced material. Mm-hmm. This song today kind of falls into that category because nobody thinks of the person who wrote the lyrics when they hear this song. Not one person. And I don't even know if I trust the person who wrote it with the song. This song is so specific that I don't trust anyone else with it, period. It's a song I should, I would never want to hear covered. I don't even like playing it myself. I have to be really talked into that. Um, I always hesitate when someone asks, oh, can you make a list of your favorite songs? I can't. But if I did, this would certainly be on it. No question, without a doubt, it would be very high on the list. This must I couldn't be a good tell song. you five songs that I like better than this song. Well, bu- makes no sense Bumper for that Rump, to be the case. For one. I mean, Bumper Rump obviously yeah. is going to be near the top, number two with a bullet. Uh, if you're listening to this podcast, this song comes from a- stop everything and look up Bumper Rump by Mac M A C on YouTube. You will not be disappointed in hell. Maybe I'll just put up a video of it sometime later because I do have a video of us watching Bumper Rump together. Um, but this song comes from a musical, folks. A musical. Hamilton. I don't I don't hate musicals, but I'm never going to come away from a musical saying, oh man, that song is great. They can be catchy. They can be properly fit into the musical. All that stuff. This song is good on its own merit. Um, and it is... I'm terrified of how much I love this song. It's a fantastic song. It scares me. It absolutely scares me that it can, that I can be touched this way by a piece of, by a piece of art. It's a problem. Um, the song, of course. Of course. Bumper Rump by Matt. <laughs> um, from Hamilton to. From Hamilton to Bumper No, the song comes from the Broadway musical Hedvig and the Angry Inch. Run by the name of the origin of love, and my God, is this gonna be what I like to call a minefield for me to get through? <laughs> um, I love this song. It is. Uh, this is, you know, again, this is one of the many, many things that you introduced into my life with uh, Hedwig and the Angry Inch. Um. Origin of Love is... The video is fantastic. Of course, the movie is as well. Never saw the live performance of it. Yeah. Yeah. That's good. Well, it's, good to, it's good to do that. It's good to, you know, why would you not see it? See, folks, one time I said, hey, Shawnee. Hey, Shawnee. There's a group of kids in Nashburg from MTSU, and they're going to do a live performance of Hedvig and the Angry Inch. We should totally go. It's an hour and a half. Let's get it, bud. Let's go. Let's go to this thing. And 
He says, no, I've got to do this very mundane thing. It was a date. I'm not going to say it because it would. It was was not a date. It was not a fucking date with a girl. It wasn't. It was not. It was not. It involved a girl and it involved an activity that you were not a part of. But I'm not going to give that. I'm not going to say that because that will give away the identities and I don't want your house to be burned down. (laughs) So he chooses. He Uh. chooses to go do this dumb thing while I go to Nashville uh, and meet some people and watch this play. These kids put on this play and they did a bang up job with it. And on that night, after they did the play, they just hung around for a while and played some glam songs. <laughs> and I remember distinctly, they opened, they playing some T-Rex or whatever. And then the singer goes, all right, we're going to try this because somebody here really wants to hear it. I've never sang it publicly before, but I'm going to give it a whirl. And they played David Bowie's Moon Age Daydream. And that was the first time I had ever heard that song. Yeah. And it stuck with me like glue. Like I could not for I could not get it out of my head, and I didn't know what it was. And so I go back, and this was a, this internet was not as ubiquitous at this time as it was now. We didn't have Spotify's and that kind of thing, so it took some effort. But I remember trying. I was in my ancestral home <laughs> with very little cell phone service, trying to Google. The lyrics that I thought I remembered, I was like, ah, it's an alligator, a laser eye. He's a mama puppy. And I'm Googling, Googling, Googling. I finally find it. So I have to go outside on the porch so I can hear the song again. And that is what started my infatuation with David Bowie was that moment and that song. And that's a bonus story here on Cold Dog Soup. The mixed I do like how you refer to these people as kids because we were in college as well. <laughs> Yeah, but I was old. Well, <laughs> I was old. Um, <laughs> I had a few years on these tykes. Well, that sounds that sounds like a really lovely experience. I wish I uh, could have been there to, to share it with you. Yeah, they were throwing candy. Everything was having a good time. So, um, how, so I, I'm the one that put you on this. Well, the way I got put this got this put on me was um, my girlfriend at the time that would become my wife of 15 years said, all right, here's a thing you got to watch and you don't have an option. Mm-hmm. You have to love it. I'm like, uh-oh, five bucks. Am I right, guys? <laughs> and this thing comes on. And it, it was like a fucking meteor hit me. Like, I, I had I had never seen anything like it. Like this, it, it was not in my wheelhouse at all other than there was other than it was like you know these love stories to rock and roll but i wasn't where i am now with even that you know i was still kind of finding my legs under me at that point and i had not dipped into glam rock at all and just that scene where hedvig has got his head in the oven um and he's talking about all the things he's hearing on the American radio and he calls David Boehm an idiom, an idiom working in America and Canada. <laughs> and uh, I just couldn't believe it. Just couldn't believe it. Um, and this fucking thing punched me in the gut so hard that I've, I've never forgotten it. I'm currently staring at a Hedvig coaster right now. <laughs> yeah. And I mean, it's because it's, uh, <clears throat> it's one of the few love songs in the movie, in the, in the play, in the show. Um, and remarkably heartbreaking. It's yeah. It's in its use. It's crazy because well, what do you want? Do you want to kind of say what the the show is about? Hed, Hedwig. 
Yeah, sure. So if you hadn't seen that, I don't know what the fuck you're doing. You're wasting time. Stop everything. Um, go to YouTube. Stop everything. Watch Bumper Up again. And then go have it. So Hedwig and the Angry Inch tells the story of a young German boy who grows up in war-torn Germany, who falls in love with American rock and roll music. His father was an American soldier who he ever rarely didn't know much about. Maybe some bad things happened there as well before the father left. Oh, actually, the bad things definitely happened. The father leaves. Um, and in order to get out, Hedvig, I don't know, I don't want to fucking spoil the whole thing. Hedvig has to do some things to get out of Germany. Mm-hmm. And in doing so, um, eventually finds her way into rock and roll. I'll leave it at that. Mm-hmm. Um, and this is a song that is written with someone else as they pursue that rock and roll dream. Um, yeah. And I mean, the, the songs, <clears throat> it's just, it's just a good show. There's just a lot of good songs. What's the, um, what's the one with the car wash that the Pixies covered? Oh, that would be, uh, sh- uh, sugar daddy. Yeah. Yeah. That's a, that's a fantastic song. Um, all the songs are good. Like there's not a bad song in the bunch and it's you know a completely modern musical in that you know there's no big broadway pieces in it it's just a it's a rock it's a glam rock album yeah um essentially um but this one like this one stands out as as great in a sea of good like there's just no we i you and i will argue often about the definition of great and what classifies as great this is a great fucking song um it is somewhat derivative like this is not breaking ground it's just trying to explain the concept of love and all this stuff um but and there are some lines in here that on their own are a little questionable but the sum or the what how does it go the sum of the parts is greater right than any of the individual parts it's just it's just fucking magical man and i've this song there's a few songs that I'll always remember the first time I heard them live, which this one I technically heard live in Nashville one night uh, without my good friend there because, you know, he had stuff to do. Mm-hmm. He had to drink Boone's Farm. Mm-hmm. Um, I saw this live when John Cameron Mitchell, who plays Hedvig, reprised the role for a very short run um, in it on, on Broadway. I saw it in New York. With my then wife at the time, um, as we fucking Jesus Christ. So <laughs> as we both share uh, tattoos from this song that she drew um, at this show, and the the way they performed it there, they dropped a screen and they're showing images from the like art from like the the video concepts of this fucking thing, and it's just one of the most magical shits I've ever sat. <laughs> She's fucking crying, and I'd cry if I wasn't a heartless bastard, um, but. It was just everything you could ever want. It was a perfect moment in life. A perfect moment in a life that's not perfect is a hard thing to fucking drum up. And I got one. So I'll always, this thing here will always be an anchor point for me. Um, the origin of love, and it's it, so it's based off of uh, Plato's, it's based off a, a section in Plato's Symposium where I think it's Aristophanes. I don't know if it's Plato that actually tells this story about how love started. And 
that's all this song is. It's it's very simple. It's just like it's a repurposing of something that was already written. Um, yep. And it's 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 absolutely perfect. But the myth goes uh, there were three sexes. Um, one that were um, one that was. Uh, <laughs> I always I always like forget at least one of them. So uh, three kinds of people: um, male descended from the sun, female descended from the earth. And then people with both female and male parts descended from the the moon. Um, a hodgepodge. A hodgepodge, if you will. And um, so they were, I guess they pissed off the gods. So uh, Zeus sent some, uh, some lightning down uh, and cut us all in half. So it cut the, the men into, and there were two men. It cut the women into, the two women. And then it cut the uh, ma- male and female sex apart and basically the myth supposes that love the origin of love is just us trying to find that person we got separated from at the beginning of time and shove ourselves back together which is incredibly heartbreaking like i can hear my i can feel my eyes kind of welling up just at that thought it's a it's a beautifully written myth and um this song completely does it justice and stephen trask is the writer for this song um, and no one who's ever heard of, heard this song has ever thought of him again outside of <laughs> they read his name, see that he wrote the song, cool. and then they hear John Cameron Mitchell do it, and it destroys you. And I've heard many other people do it. Um, some kids, I've heard some cast recordings from the various other shows mm-hmm. and all that good stuff. And it's not to say they don't do a good job, but they ain't Hedvig. Mm-mm. Like, that's another oddity of this. It doesn't work. No matter how good the singer or how good the performer might be, this song does not work. Even if John Cameron Mitchell is performing the song, that's also not right. Yeah. <laughs> it has to be the character yeah. who is performing the song. That's the final ingredient that that makes it transcendent. And there's a video of John Cameron Cameron Mitchell performing this, and I guess he hadn't done it in a while, and he forgets some of the words. Um, but uh, it's okay. It's fine. <laughs> it's fine. It's fine. But the the original version, the cast recording from the first one, where it's him as Hedvig doing the thing. Yeah. It's just a fucking monster uh steve and it hits right in the middle of the goddamn play so yeah. <laughs> you're 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 left uh knocked back and staggered for the next few minutes and you miss whatever the fuck's going yeah, on yeah you're held hostage uh steven trask uh fun fact he co-wrote numerous songs for the 2009 film cirque de freak the vampire's assistant i'm on mute i can't Sometimes you just get lucky. <laughs> Ooh, um, All right, Shawnee, you got a lot of words to get through, pal. Let's get it going. I'm sure I'm not going to stop intermittently for no reason. The Origin of Love by Hed- Hedwig, Hedvig and the Angry Inch. When the earth was still flat and clouds made a fire and mountains stretched up to the sky, sometimes higher... Folks roam the earth. It's very, it's very difficult to not sing this song. <laughs> mm-hmm. You, you know, I'm never going to stop. <laughs> Fo- That's a rule you've imposed. <laughs> Folks roamed the earth like big rolling kegs. They had 
two sets of arms. They had two sets of legs. They had two faces peering out of one giant head so they can watch all around them as they talked while they read. And they never knew nothing of love. It was before the origin of love. Origin of love. And musically, like that section is perfect. It it is built. The, the song is constantly building. It is constantly building to something. Oh yeah. And you don't know what it's building to. You know the first time you hear it, but just every piece of that works together, and the phrasing is incredible. And it really, you read a like that's a section of lyrics that are fine. Yeah. Again, you said there are repurposing of something, so it's not like that they just crafted this whole cloth out of nothing. Mm-hmm. Um, they're they're taking this piece of work and they're setting it to music, but it is done so well that you never think about where this comes from. No. Like these things are just falling out of the sky. And there were <clears throat> and there were three sexes then, one that looked like two men glued up back to back, called the children of the sun. And similar in shape and girth was the children of the earth. They looked like two girls rolled up in one. And the children of the moon were like a fork stuck on a spoon. They were part sun, part earth, part daughter, part sun. The origin of love. And that staccato stuttering at the end of that phrasing is, again, it just serves this purpose to, it's sort of tension and release. Mm-hmm. Tension and release. Tension and release. And that thing there gets you ready to fucking go. Gets you in the mood for the next stanza. <clears throat> Now the gods grew quite scared of our strength and defiance. And Thor said, I'm going to kill them all with my hammer. Like I killed the giants. <laughs> Fucking Thor. Goddamn Thor. Cannot wait. Like there's... And this section here starts to create this odd pantheon of various gods just having a meeting. Looking down at those asshole humans who at this point are really just getting along. Because everyone is just paired up with their exact soulmate. They want for, they want for nothing. Literally nothing. Everybody's having a great time. The gods are just up here grumbling and mumbling. And Thor's like, you know what? Fuck them. Throw a hammer out. <laughs> but then Zeus said, no. You better let me use my lightning like scissors. Like I cut the legs off of whales and dinosaurs into lizards. So already we get Zeus T- taking, the t- <laughs> taking the collar for already fucking up some good shit. Like these walking whales <laughs> Do you know how fucking sweet a walking whale would be? Absolutely. Think of just the transit possibilities. Shit. Zeus with his big confession here. No, 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 no. I know what we do. Because his out when when your only tool is a lightning bolt, the whole world's to be cut in half. (laughs) So here he goes. Do you remember uh, how we used to have whales with legs? Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah, yeah. Well, and you wanted to kill them too, Thor. (laughs) That's your answer for everything. Oh, so he grabbed up some bolts and he let out a laugh, said, I'll split them right down. the." And he gleefully <laughs> does it. The rat bastard. He gleefully, because you know what? It's hard to turn into a bull and convince a person to let you fuck them if they've got two heads. <laughs> it's, <clears throat> it's hard. It's hard to see other people happy. Zeus was probably fighting <laughs> with Hera. Like just all this shit. Like, you know what? Had, had sex I in think months. if they only had... One set of eyes. 
I think I could convince them to let me have sex with them if I took on odd shapes. <laughs> I think then they would. I gotta create some longing in these people somehow. I mean, ruin the first 18 years of their life, just bar none. Um, and then. Just fuck it right up. <laughs> and then make them spend, just waste half their life trying to find someone who makes them happy that they don't get bored with later on. Grabbed up some bolts, he let out a laugh, said, I'll split them right down the middle. Gonna cut up right up in half. And then storm clouds gathered above into great balls of fire. Fire, fire. And now's when the tension really starts to crescendo. A big old drum timpani comes in and it's beating out the gathering clouds. And then fire shut down from the sky in bolts like shining blades of a knife. And it ripped right through the flesh of the children of the sun and the moon and the earth. And some Indian god sown the wound. Some nameless Indian god. <laughs> like, look, I think Zeus is gone a little too far this time. <laughs> uh, some nameless Indian god shows up as the cleanup crew again. Dr. Kanamura has shown up for us. <laughs> and some Indian god sewed the wound up into a hole, put it round to our bellies to remind us of the price we pay. <laughs> So you think we're just sewing up all... Nope, 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 nope. Gonna remind you every day. Every day I want you to look down at that useless fucking hole in your stomach. And I want you to remember, you have another half. <laughs> There's another half. A another piece of you that makes you whole is on this earth. But guess what? That's the only clue I'm gonna leave you. <laughs> it's a fun Indian prompt. Oh, who's down for some curry chicken? Um, the also, I, I like to think the first version of this um, song, uh, the the hole that they were talking about was the butthole. Oh, uh huh. We have no evidence to support otherwise. Mm -mm. Someone get Stephen Trask on the phone uh, to remind us of the price we pay. <clears throat> and Osiris and the gods of the Nile gathered up a big storm to blow a hurricane to scatter us away. In a flood of wind and rain, and a sea of tidal waves, to wash us all away, and if we don't behave, they'll cut us down again, we'll be hopping around on one foot, looking through one eye. So it wasn't good enough to just eternally split us from our partner. It was a lesson. That's not good enough. We had, they had, to, be, we had to be scattered mm -hmm. in a tempest so that we wouldn't even know where the other ones were. Yeah. And it, and, it, oh, and, and it wasn't the ending. It wasn't like, okay, we're even. It was... No, 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 but, no, no. By the no, way, no, like, it's like that, that goofy meme where he's like, I'll fucking do it again. <laughs> if I see you down there loving yourself a little too much, guess what? I'll do this shit again. You are to be in misery at all times, constantly longing. So therefore, when a friendly bull shows up, you'll let him have some. <laughs> can you talk about um, <clears throat> the Zeus? Hell yeah, I can. <laughs> can you talk about just the way uh, from and Osiris, the gods of the Nile, through the rest of this verse is saying? It's just frantic. Yeah, it is. It is abject terror because. The, the music builds way up. The tempo doesn't increase, but it gets much more intense. And it is a breathless yowl of, oh, shit, 
everything's happening. I don't know why these clouds are here. I don't know why fire is ripping from the sky. Why are we being torn in two? Whew, we got torn in two. Okay, but we're all still here. To, oh, shit, there's a hurricane. <laughs> Someone just sewed up my butthole. Um, <laughs> but I, I just I just have a very distinct... Uh, um, like uh, image of how how Hedwig is like dancing while she sings this song, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, and, th- that, and that the part. the hopping around on one foot and looking through one eye barely fits the meter. Yeah, like the the tricks he has to do to get that into the meter are brilliant, and it almost doesn't fit, which makes it perfect because it is the the energy of I got to tell the story because guess what. I'm being caught in a hurricane and no one else will be able to tell this story. <clears throat> and so uh, after he says, looking through it one eye, that's when, you know, it all gets stop. Again. <laughs> stop. So here's another part of this song that is, that is uh, unique for, for a lot of things that I like. I typically, I've, I've lessened on this in my old age, but like there was a time where like I couldn't get into Led Zeppelin because I would always complain. I don't ever know how the song's going to end. Like, I feel like I'm listening to one song, <laughs> I'm having a good time. And then by the end of it, I'm listening to another song. And I don't like that. Just make two songs. I'm fine with that. Um, I, I like things to come back home. We talked about the deceptive cadence. And I find that trick to also be a little deceptive is when you're on a path, and all of a sudden, they throw a bomb into the song, and then they don't bring you back home. I need to come back home at the end of the song. This song is really, you could put a semicolon right here. Yeah. It's two complete separate songs. Even um, the time signature changes. It goes to a waltz at this next part. And the freneticism is gone, if that's a word. Mm-hmm. Um, the pace slows down. It is a different telling of the same story. But I don't think that either of those pieces of the song work independently. If this had been sort of like the traditional sort of Broadway sense where the part we just read happens in act, the end of act one. Right. And then things happen in Act 2, and then in the middle of Act 3, here comes <clears throat> Origin of Love reprise. Yeah, and I mean, <clears throat> it's just... That's the, traditional. This this and this and verse is probably my favorite part of the song, because, man, it you know, after the the, the frenzy, the freneticism of, of the end of that second verse, um, you know, it goes down into, is it piano? Yeah. Um, and then, like, this this verse starts off slow, and then it, it turns into, like, a power ballad at the end. <laughs> yeah, 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 it goes to a lock of, it, yeah. And it's sort of theory in the beginning, and then application. Yeah. The song is mythos in the beginning, literally. Mm-hmm. All a bunch of myths cobbled together. And then it becomes human. It becomes, it's telling you, oh, all those things we talked about in the first part. The, the children of the sun and the moon and the earth, what they turned into were us as humans. That was their experience. Now here comes ours. And guess what? They're both shitty. <laughs> oh, God. <clears throat> the last time I saw you, we had just split in two. <clears throat> you were looking at me. I was looking at you. 
You had a way so familiar I could not recognize because you had blood in your face and I had blood in my eyes. But I could swear by your expression that the pain down in your soul was the same as the one down in mine. That's the pain that cuts a straight line down through the heart. We call it love. That is the definition. I don't give a fuck what Webster or anybody else says. <laughs> there is no other definition of love than that right there. I, uh, what is it? It's the pain yeah. that cuts a straight line down through your heart. That is love. We called it love. Um, yeah, I mean, I get chills every time I <laughs> every time I, I hit that part. Um, we wrapped our arms around each other, trying to shove ourselves back together. We were making love. Making love. It was a cold, dark evening such a long time ago when by the mighty hand of Jove. That's a bad line and I don't care. It's a terrible line. It's terrible. It was a sad story how we became lonely two-legged creatures. It's the story, the origin of love. Oh, yeah. That's the origin of love. It was the sad story of how we became lonely two-legged creatures. That sums the whole thing up. Yeah. Like, that's the that's the bow on the package. Like, we are just lonely, two-legged creatures. To, to boil humanity down to a five-minute and 30-second-some-odd <laughs> stretch. There's a bunch of motherfuckers that's got a lot of degrees that have tried to do that. There are a bunch of Greeks that sat around for literally centuries <laughs> trying to do that. And some jamoke that ended up working on the Vampire Chronicles or some shit, <laughs> did it in five minutes. Cirque de Freak, the vampire's he fucking, assistant. <laughs> he fucking figured out humanity and summed it up in the sad story of how we became lonely, two-legged creatures. And it's this, you know, like, what a way to look at it. Like, there aren't that many two-legged creatures on this planet. I don't care how you think we got here, but you start to look around. We're definitely outnumbered by the multi-legged. <laughs> so what is so different about these two-legged beasts that just walk around the whole time trying to find each other? My God. It's, uh, it is incredible. It is. It's times like these, Sean Majors, that I think Sal Paradise might have been right. Boys and girls in America have such a bad time together. <laughs> oh, I, uh, it is, it is something that I will, I won't forget the song exists, but I will certainly, I, it's, it, it's one of those songs where like you have to be in the right mindset. It's, it's like women without whiskey. Like if it comes well, up, I probably haven't listened to this song in, I probably haven't listened to it this year. Yeah. It came on. It came on uh, like a YouTube playlist that I had, and um, it's uh, you know I was in the right mindset to actually you know watch it. So <laughs> thankfully, that's that's why I suggested we do this because I know you loved it, and <clears throat> just like uh, many other of these th uh, songs and thongs, um, you uh, you introduced me to it, and uh, my life's better because of it, Hankins. So I thank you. It's a uh... It's a terrible gift to give anyone this song. It really is. <laughs> um, um, on YouTube, you can hear uh, Andrew Rannells uh, sing this. You can hear Neil Patrick Harris sing it. Um, I'm sure there's one where Dexter sings it. 
Who else? And on a back issue of this podcast, you can hear me say. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. <clears throat> Cold Dog Campfire. Never doing that again. But <laughs> I mean, if it's just you, that's that's okay. But this thing is oppressive. <laughs> and like, it is. it's one it of is. those deals it's where, man, like, if you hear this song and it doesn't get you, you are living either a perfect life or a bad life. Yeah. I don't know which one it is. Um, but if, if this song does not resonate with you in some form or fashion, then you got a problem in how you are relating with your fellow humans. Because, and it doesn't just apply to romance. This song is very romantical in its overtones. <laughs> it is romantical. <laughs> it's romantical as hell. Um, it's very romantic in its overtones. But I don't draw a line between this thing and, and a, a very good friend. We're all looking for a fucking familiar thing. A thing that makes us feel like we are not the only one like this in the world. And the another killer part of it is... And this is getting into minutia, and I'm not suggesting that everybody listen to music with the with this level of, of investigation. But <laughs> they did we don't know if they succeeded in shoving themselves back together. We were trying to. That's the thing. We were trying to sew ourselves back together. Yeah, I mean I, I by making love. Yeah, and that's I mean that's what it is, right? Like it's not successful. Otherwise we wouldn't spend our entire lives trying to do that every hour of the day, (laughs) but it could be, it could be successful. You could fucking hit the lottery. If we just try one more time. Right. And, and the storm didn't scatter you as far as you thought it did. And you do find the other half. And those are the fuckers I want to punch in the throat. Maybe that's all I was trying to do that night when I didn't go to Nashville with you, Hankins. <laughs> yeah, you failed. You failed fucking miserably. I don't know what you're talking about. I've been happily married for 14 years. <laughs> <laughs> happily married. And you've got the mortgage to prove it. God damn it. Be nice to have somebody else paying, helping me pay for this shit. Maybe taking some of that load off. <sighs> but yeah, it's just... Uh, it's as good of a song as you're ever going to hear. It it just is. And he never got close to it again. No. I can't imagine what that's like either. I can't imagine to have had this in you, getting it out once, never getting close again. It is. Um, what else did JCM do after? I mean, he's... He, He's in uh, Shrill. He's in a couple shows and movies, but like did he was in a. Uh, I think there's a show called maybe Skins oh. or maybe there's something about a bus. Um, you know, he, he he worked, he worked, but nothing was ever this. And for all the context we just gave, it's outside of the narrative of the play. Yeah. Inside the narrative of the play, this is even worse. Yeah. Because there's specific examples going on. Like there are there's imagery here that if you don't know anything about the play, it is going to wash over you. You're not going to get it at the level it was intended to be received. So it, it even gets deeper as you're watching the show. 
um, and you're going through this fucking thing that Hedvig's going through. Um, it is, it's outstanding and unheralded to the point that it should be, but I'm glad of that. Yeah. I'm glad to have a thing that I know is great. And that if I hear someone else mention it, then like, well, is that maybe, maybe that's my other half that just said this thing. I'll never forget, um, the wrestling company that I run now when I was just attending the shows, um, the wrestling's going on and they're doing the commentary and the commentator makes a Hedvig reference. <laughs> and I just stop and turn around like, what just happened? And he, he sees me see him. He's like, mm-hmm. I'm like, shit, we're going to be best friends forever, me and this That guy. was a more confusing <laughs> move than when I found out Yitzhak was played by a hot girl. <laughs> Also, the fact that Yitzhak kind of looks like X-Pac. Yeah, yeah. A thousand percent <laughs> like X-Pac. Fun. It's fun and exciting. <laughs> He's a resilient kid, Yitzhak is. You might even call him the one, two, three kid. This is now a wrestling podcast, <laughs> ladies and gentlemen. Which is all what I, it's all I've ever wanted. Oh, my God. All I've ever wanted. Um, I don't have a clever outro for this because this song punches me in the face and leaves me, it's hurt leaves me laid low. It hurts me. This song hurts me with how good it is, with how relevant it will always be. It's always going to be relevant. We'll never sew ourselves back together. We're going to have some no fun No matter how much though. we shove and shove and shove. <laughs> um, the odds of us sewing ourselves back together are very, very small. As small as the appendage of this plays lead character ladies and gentlemen this has been cold dog soup the mixtape when the earth was still flat and clouds made of fire and mountains stretched up to the sky sometimes higher folks roamed the earth like big rolling kegs they had sets of arms they had two sets of legs they had two faces peering out of one giant head so they could watch all around them as they talked while they read and they never knew nothing of love it was before the origin of love There was three sexes then One that looked like two men glued up back to back They called the children of the sun And similar in shape and girth Was the children of the earth They looked like two girls rolled up in one And the children of the moon Was like a fork stuck on a spoon They was pots and part earth Part daughter, part sun grew quite scared of our strength and defiance and Thor said I'm gonna kill them all with my hammer like I killed the giants but Zeus said no you better let me 
use my lightning like scissors Like I cut the legs off the whales Dinosaurs and the lizards And then he grabbed up some bolts He let out a laugh Said I'll split them right down the middle Gonna cut them right up in half In the storm clouds Gathered above Into great balls of fire And then fire Just split in two You was looking at me I was looking at you You had a way so familiar I could not recognize Cause you had blood on your face I had blood in my eyes But I could swear by your expression That the pain down in your soul Was the same The one down in my 